This is the WFG National Title Insider Report, your weekly download on the market, featuring industry experts, thought leadership, and what's trending to keep you informed and ahead of the market. In this week's download, we focus on wire fraud with homeowner and innocent victim Aaron Cole. Aaron and his wife were excited to move into their new home only to learn just days before closing that Aaron had received a fake email and wired their down payment to a fraudulent bank account. This in spite of secure email and proper protocol by WFG. And while WFG was not at fault, they made it right, covering Aaron's loss, allowing Aaron and his family to move into their new home and asking him to share his story to help prevent other consumers from falling victim. Yeah, my wife and I bought our, our first home in 2012 when they were just given homes away. Last summer, we refinanced and uh, dumped about $30,000 into the house, remodeled everything. And we were just ready for, with the amount of equity that we had in it, we were ready for some more space. You know, half the kids' toys were all packed up and they hadn't been able to play with them forever. So we were ready to move on to something bigger. And so we started looking into houses. We spent about a year looking. Uh, off and on. And then uh, we put our house on the market, found a buyer and they, the, the sale and the purchase of our new house, both were going through WFG and we sold our house, got the money for that and put the offer in on the new house. And we're just getting ready to close on that. When I was done getting all my emails back and forth with the title companies and the the lenders and real estate agent, you know, doing hundreds of emails back and forth. And, uh, we were just about ready to close on the sale of the new place. And I got uh, an email from the legitimate title company that said they were going to be sending me some wire instructions. That was the 1st of December. And then on the uh, 3rd of December, I got an email, which obviously at this point we know wasn't from the right people, but it looked identical to a normal consumer like me who doesn't see this stuff every single day. Everything looked identical to the people I'd been talking to for months and they had provided me with wire instructions. So I had my wife take that to the bank and they took the little piece of paper and just sent it away. Didn't, you know, check where anything was going or anything like that. And uh, about a week later, uh, the following Monday, I got a call from WFG uh, saying that they were ready to give me wire instructions, which is how they do things. You know, they, they would never send wire instructions via email, just open like that, which obviously I didn't find out till after the fact. Uh, by the time she called me, sent her the email from where I'd gotten and she knew right away that it wasn't them. I obviously couldn't tell. And at that point it was, you know, a week later and I immediately went to the bank and tried to stop it and went to the police station and contacted the internet crimes division and got a, an agent chasing the money down. But basically, you know, it was been a week. I knew that night that the money was gone. And so at that point sitting in a bank of America parking lot and I've just realized, you know, that that money's gone. And I, now I have to go home and tell my wife that instead of moving into our house into a week, we have to move out of our house and we don't have anywhere to go at this point. Now, all the money that we had was from equity that we'd built in, into our, our first house. And so we obviously needed all of that to put down on a bigger house, on, on the new house. So we couldn't have even afforded, put it this way, the amount of money that we were approved for on the new house isn't even as much as my old house was. So we could not have even afforded to buy our house back at this point. And so we were basically just 
stuck. And it's just like, you know, my, my wife was just a mess. My kids were asking, you know, what's wrong with mom? And, you know, how do you explain that to a three and a five-year-old? And so I did the only thing that I felt I could do, which was try and bring enough attention to this and start contacting reporters and getting all of the people that I know to start sending this out to all the media outlets that I could and try and make a loud enough voice that um, that people wanted to talk to me more about this, which luckily for us, I mean, it's like a one in a, a million type chance here that we were actually one of the lucky ones that ended up getting our house because the more that I've talked with all the nice people at WFG and normal people like me don't have any idea how prevalent this is and how many times, I mean, I am one of a thousand cases this year where this happens to people. And just luckily for me and my family, we were able to get this sorted out. And, and now we're able to work together to try and bring a little more awareness to this. And I know Justin and some of the other guys at WFG were, were trying to find a more appropriate name for it, but he's, he's excited at the opportunity that we're presented with now. It's unfortunate that we went through what we did, but you know, we, we got our house and, and now they're excited because they work. I, I've talked to several people there who their entire professional lives are dedicated to trying to stop this kind of thing. And they spend, you know, their entire lives trying to fix this and they can't seem to get people like me uh, and like consumers to listen and to pay attention enough. And so they're hoping that with an actual face to this, that maybe we can get people to listen a little bit better because the only way we can't completely stop them and beat them. And all, all we can do as consumers is be educated enough to know, like I know now that I would never go ahead with any type of transaction like this without talking over the phone with somebody. And all the old guys say, Oh gosh, you know, you never do anything like that. But I've been raised in the internet age where it doesn't, I, I do everything on the internet. You know, I never feel like there's any issue with that. I never thought for a second this could happen to me. And that's what they feel that people in public feel like anyway. They just think, oh, that'll happen to someone else. And we don't pay too much attention. Uh, and they even ask, you know, what else could we do to bring this to your attention? Um, you know, when I go back and look, it's like, I, I don't think you guys could write the letters any brighter or any bigger that, you know, watch out for wire fraud. But people like me who don't do this every single day, you get to a point when you're doing this stuff and I'm trying to work and raise a family and I'm doing thousands of pages of, of paperwork. And at the time you don't want to admit that you're not really reading all that stuff. But when you're honest with yourself, the fact of the matter is by the time you get to the end of that, you're just scanning through and looking where you can sign. And so we're, we're really fortunate that we are where we are at this point. And we're, I'm, I'm actually enjoying the learning that I'm gaining here. Cause I've obviously had no idea how much effort, title companies all over the world have to put in and everybody to try and fight this stuff, no matter what they do to stop something, they'll just adapt and they'll come at it a different way. Hey, Aaron, we appreciate you sharing your story. You know, people listening to this would, that's the first thing I think a lot of people would say is, oh, that would never happen to me, right? Well, you know, you're, you're a smart guy, right? I mean, you work in technology too. I mean, you're, you know, you're around this. You say you grew up with the internet. Here you are a smart guy, intelligent, you've got a great career, a family. I mean, it obviously was a very convincing looking email. Everything looked identical, but I mean, and, and like they've pointed out to me and like we all know, it's really easy to impersonate somebody in an email or a text message. 
because you don't talk to them on the phone. Now that I'm physically talking to you on the phone, if I were to talk to you again or somebody impersonating you, I would know that it's not you. The fact of the matter is you can send me an email and someone impersonating you can send me an identical email the next day. And unless you're trained in this stuff specifically, I mean, I'm, I'm fairly tech savvy. I, I work with computers. I've grown up around it. But until something like this happens and you go back and you start trying to dig into the details of the things, you would never even know that it's a different email. So part of the problem is, you know, it's, it's easy to impersonate someone online. But yeah, I've been around computers my entire life. I've had stupid little scams. People always trying to trick you into sending money here, sending this, and I'll send you this. Um, so it's been around my entire life. And I am always cautious of being scammed. But it it never even crossed my mind when it came across because it I mean it and after the fact it's so simple you, you just because their names are printed on the on the email the same as the way they've been before that doesn't mean that it's the same place it just it just looks like it is yeah let's uh, talk about the immediate reaction and then the follow up because. Clearly, we know this this wasn't a WFG issue. It sounds like it wasn't a lender issue. Uh, this came from, uh, you know, an outside hacker who yeah. was preying on, you know, unsecure email, right? Uh, so yeah. you know, that's really a concern because you think, well, this wasn't somebody that was juiced into this transaction. It was, you know, somebody you don't even know where they are, right? Absolutely. I mean, I know that, there are now, after talking more about this and learning more about it, I know there are several large groups throughout the world, none of which in the States, that, I mean, are, are attempting this thousands of times a day. And I know that it's not, you know, before I knew anything about this, I, I was pointing at WFG and saying there has to be a problem there. The fact of the matter is, now that I'm learning more in, in what they do, they have thousands of safeguards in place and testing protocols and phishing exercises and things that, you know, to make sure that they are absolutely as secure as they can be. And it's really unfortunate for the title companies and the people who are having to deal with this because they are doing everything that they possibly can. But like you say, they can come in from anywhere and they're these groups that it's not just me that they were targeting or you or this person, they are targeting everybody every day, all of the time waiting for this kind of stuff to happen. And then, you know, as much of a pain in the butt as it was for me to deal with this, you know, they're having to deal with this stuff every day of their lives all year long. And they would love nothing more than to not have to do anything online, but they also have to be aware of being consumer friendly, where if they tell people, we're not going to do anything over the internet, you have to come into the office then people are not good. There's a lot of people that are going to say, well, that's a real pain. I'm not going to go through with, with this place. And so, it's got to be incredibly frustrating for them knowing that they could beat it if everybody would just go inside the office and get rid of the internet altogether, but they have to be conscientious of trying to be as consumer friendly as they can so that the customers will want to come to them. So, I mean, it's just, it's a huge, huge racket that's going on all the time. And there's really nothing that we can do to beat them as long as we're still wanting to have the ease of doing things online. Now, after something like this happens to me, it's easy for me to say, well, if you just would have made me come into the office, I would have been happy to. But when I was talking to them yesterday, they asked me, you know, if, 
if we had given you that option at the beginning of this, before any of this happened, would you have chosen to come in the office five times or would you have done it online? And I had to think about it for a minute. It's like, honestly, even though I sit here and say, just make me come into the office at the time, I probably would have said, you know what, I'll just fill them out while I'm at work. Just send them to me via the email because it is so much easier. But that's the problem is it's uh, the emails are insecure and, and that's how we let them in. So the only thing that, that they can do and that we can do is educate ourselves enough to know, like I know now, and like so many people around me who've seen this, who wouldn't have even thought that they had to pick up a phone that says, you know what, when I go through this, I'm going to make dang sure that I'm talking to who it is I need to talk to. And that's kind of what we're hoping is that we can reach enough people that everybody finally says, okay, we're going to slow down and we're going to make sure that this doesn't happen to us because it could happen to us, not just to somebody else. I guess the final question then for consumers, and you touched on a lot of this with what you've already shared, but if you could sum it up, if you had it to do all over again, or if you're, you know, giving advice to consumers out there on what to watch out for, obviously not going to follow an email directive to wire money, at least without not following that up with a phone call, right? And saying, Hey, um, Mr. or Mrs. Title officer, escrow officer, I want to confirm this, this, and this, right? Really is it boiled down to that, just picking up the phone and making that confirmation call or what would you recommend? That's exactly what I would recommend at this point. And, and it seems so simple after the fact, but, and you don't realize this when you're going through the process that they won't ever just send you a regular email with wire instructions that they will actually contact you first, find out where you want the stuff sent or have you come in. Um, Cause when they did call me, you know, then obviously then I know, but yes, pick up the phone. It, they, they warn you in the, in the cyber fraud uh, alerts that if anything seems fishy, call and check, call your agent, call the title officer, somebody. And that was the problem that I had was that nothing seemed fishy because they're so good. And they followed our emails from wherever they came from for months. And they knew exactly when to write and what to write and how to look. But the easy answer to me, and the next time I have to do this, or if I ever do it again, is just, yeah, pick up the phone every single time, especially when you get to the end where the money is getting moved and just call the number that, you know, that goes right to their title company, talk to the person in person, they can send you the information or you can bring a cashier's check when you come to the office. Um, but yeah, I, w- I will never again accept any kind of instructions for moving anything uh, without talking to somebody in person. And that and, it, and it's really that simple because the in the 30 seconds that I was talking to the actual title company officer, she knew right away that it was not from them. And so all I would have to do is call them and say, hey, do you guys bank with Chase Bank? I got this email and she, oh my gosh, that's not us. No, don't do that. And it would have been, it would have been saved. Thanks to homeowner Aaron Cole for sharing his story on the Insider Report. A happy ending thanks to WFG National Title. And thank you for partnering with WFG. To learn more about our unique process, systems, and technology, visit wfgagent.com.